Hey, Mostly Soccer Podcast listener. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the 53rd episode of the Mostly Soccer Podcast. My name is Michael J. Dalo, and I'm here with Jimmy. Jimmy what today? Jimmy Late. Jimmy Late. Yeah. A fitting name a fitting for name. a fitting arrival. And this isn't a normal episode. Do you know why, Jimmy? No. You don't what know did you why? tell? No. It's I know. Because, I like to play dumb. It's because we have a very special guest on the podcast. Our first ever remote guest. The host. One of the hosts. Half of it. Half of the host of the Lads <laughs> Podcast. It's a soccer podcast where they're loud, they're American, they're drunk, and they discuss they discuss soccer. And we have here Kevin Pettit. Is that a correct pronunciation of your last name? Yeah, I sometimes get Petit, which is sometimes like a compliment, like Emmanuel Petit, since I'm an Arsenal <laughs> fan. But you know, it is Pettit, so thank you. you. A lot of people say Petit, so I appreciate that. Kudos, man. Thank you. All right. Well, I got that right. Yeah, we're, uh, we're a group of people who get used to our names being pronounced wrong. So that's we true. We try to do it correct. <laughs> so we're out here in Rhode Island. You're out there in Philly. Uh, it's kind of a weird thing that we're supporters of the English Premier League, right? Is, is that odd to anyone here? No, I would say it's like definitely like a small minority of sports fans in America. I mean, but I definitely see the growth. I think we're very close. I know you guys are Rhode Island guys. I know up there in Northeast, hockey is so big. And I'm a big hockey guy myself, but I think it's creeping, man. I think that and baseball, like you can see, you know, I feel like that might get some pushback. But I think if you look at like the NBC ratings, I think we're creeping on them. I'm going to push back on the baseball. That hurt me. He's right, but it hurts me as a baseball fan. I don't, hockey, I don't really, I'm not into. So you can say whatever you want to say about hockey. But when you come for baseball, it hurts me a little bit. <laughs> but I'm, I'm so glad that Kevin's here today because I've had to suffer so long without speaking to another Arsenal fan that really knows what's going on. And there's been so much going around the Arsenal lately. So this episode, just to warn the listeners, is going to be, I assume, very Arsenal heavy. I want to talk to Kevin a little bit about his Premier League fandom and the Champions League. We're going to have to touch on the Champions League. So let me start with this, Kevin. How did you become a Premier League fan? Um, I really got into it more in college. Like I followed it earlier, um, and I always like like in the like 2008, 2010, but never really got into it. Really, it was developed from like playing FIFA with my college buddies. You know what I mean? Uh, just kind of getting drunk and like playing game <laughs> after game after game. <laughs> Um, and just have FIFA nights, you know what I mean? And just, like, wanting to break controllers. I've never been more angry at a video game, like, any Call of Duty or anything. FIFA, like, you talk about rage, man. FIFA rage is real. You and, you are preaching yeah, to the choir. That is probably the most relatable <laughs> sentence I've ever heard. I mean, uh, as Michael knows, me and Michael have had many uh, FIFA a, bouts. a mental breakdown Me- due yeah. to FIFA. Less FIFA bouts because Jimmy uh, absolutely mopped the floor with me the other day. <laughs> I hadn't played him in like three years just because like, I don't know, we never that, played. And then, bad man. And then, uh, I mean, the man uh, beat me seven to one. I'm a good FIFA player. That's cruel. That's cruel, Jimmy. Listen, we were playing ultimate team. This kid packs Ronaldo. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, there's no... Two years in a row with a Ronaldo. Yeah, last year he packed R9. R9. Um, 
he's a disgusting little man when he plays FIFA. He sprints down the corners. He's using Ronaldo. It's not right. It's not fun. But uh, it's funny that you say that FIFA kind of started off your fandom because I that's definitely where mine came from. I don't Same. know about you, Jimmy. Yeah, no, it is. If you remember, I don't think actually you don't, might not know this. It all started Kevin uh, from Benedetti. Yeah, Kevin. He, a friend, he, a friend a of friend stretch. Of, yeah, he uh, brought over FIFA. I think it was like 2006 or seven. Yeah, and that's where it all started. Wow. We used to we'd have battles on that, and that began it all. And then that coupled with a few World Cups, and now we yeah. now we sit here and talk about it. It's it's that and the 2006 World Cup. I think for both of us, yeah, it's 2006. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, what is yeah, well, like, what is my, the point? Uh, so oh. I really got into watching it in like 2006 with her like jumping up and down and going crazy, you know what I mean? And then for Arsenal, it was really funny how I picked them. I got it from my grandfather because he's all Philly. I get all my sports fandom from him. Um, he was over in England and he was trying to pick a Premier League team back in like the late 90s, early 2000s. And he asked some English guy, he was like, hey, like, uh, I'm trying to find a Premier League team. Who should I pick? And uh, he's like, I've heard about Manchester United, and the English guy's like, No, 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 they're like the <laughs> Dallas, they're, they're like, they're like the Dallas Cowboys. Pick Arsenal, and he's an yes. Eagles fan. So when he heard that, he went, Oh God, yeah, I'm an Arsenal fan. So and plus they're red, they got a cannon. He was in Vietnam, so he was like, Oh, so in. <laughs> <laughs> they got a cannon. He's all in for the cannon. That is. The most respectable answer to how you became an Arsenal fan uh, on your grandfather's part. And that's passed down. That's very cool. My Arsenal fandom started um, alphabetically because they're the first team that you play with in FIFA, right? They're the first team. They're under A. My brother would always be Chelsea. And my brother, Eddie, was the one who introduced me to FIFA. He would always be Chelsea and... Uh, basically cheat at that point in the olden days with Didier Drogba, Frank Lampard, and Peter Cech in goal in his prime. Uh, not to say that Peter Cech's not in his prime now, but um, no, I think you can. Say that. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> he, he is retiring, so he's definitely not in his prime. But it started off with that and um, doing sprints with Thierry Henry, and then Van Persie actually was my favorite player at the true beginning of my Arsenal fandom when I started watching them. I don't know who your first love was at Arsenal, Kevin. Um, no, I mean, I was able to watch uh, a little bit of Henri in like 2006 before he left for Barcelona and Dennis Bergkamp and all those guys. But I would probably say my first player would probably be the same with you, RVP. I mean, that guy was just such like pure number nine. He was incredible. I mean? had, had such a like, when he was in the box, it's just awareness in the box his touch his confidence and the guy just knew how to put in the back of the net i loved rvp and it killed me when he left the manchester united which my co-host is a manchester united fan loves just shoving his face shoving my face in that so (laughs) but yeah i would say rvp definitely yeah van Persie was my first arsenal jersey my first two arsenal jerseys actually and then when he ever left i think that was the first time in my life i started to understand what soccer really was and how it's just like these guys aren't always here to stick around. It's not like a baseball team. Like we have David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez up here. There's guys who are there for life, basically. Um, not really Manny, I guess. But at the big end, poppy. but but basically yeah. they were they were Red Sox guys for life. And then when Van Persie ever jumped ship, it it rocked my world. <laughs> and that was also a time where I I had a I had a little love affair, Kevin. 
and I've admitted this to Jimmy, and that love affair was with Tottenham oh, this, Hotspur. Oh. This, oh, this, you yeah. dirty dog. Yeah, right? He, he, and he, this was the Gareth Bale, Luka Modric era, and um, this was probably pre-before Van Persie left because I was actually trying to order my first jersey online, and I was on the Tottenham Hotspur website trying to order a Luka Modric jersey. This is this is a real the purple sad thing. Oh the purple Tottenham Luka Modric jersey, and then it was hundred twenty dollars, and my mother said no way. <laughs> and then it was a great mother, right? It was an amazing mother. <laughs> she saved me from decades, a lifetime of misery, basically. I can confirm she's a far better person than you are. Well, let's not she's go that far. She's my favorite member of the family. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I like to tell that story just because it's hell of a fact. It's such a lit oh, flip. <laughs> And uh, I, I could have easily been a, uh, a terrible Tottenham Hotspur supporter. But we have, I, I did want to talk to uh, your co-host there because I, I am interested in how people come to like Manchester United. Do you know his story at all? Um, I think it's FIFA too. Oh. Him and his brother uh, play. His brother's a Chelsea fan, and he always picked <laughs> Man U back when like, Rooney was yep. on the cover. You know what I mean? That would have been like 04, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, like soon as Rooney left from Everton, it would have been right around there. Um, and would people forget? People forget Rooney played for Everton uh, the first time around. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that until he went there the second time. Really? I didn't. Yeah. You couldn't tell by hearing him speak. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> His interviews are so funny. Like him and David Beckham are horrible in interviews it's like so like their mouths are so tiny <laughs> i think it's a thing with english players the majority of them are so bad at giving interviews like when i and it when i see harry kane give an interview it like pains oh. me i feel like my body hurts when i hear him speak you're just cringing the whole yeah time. exactly like, i think it's also because the english like media is horrible to like the players and stuff mm-hmm. like that that they like they like hate the media so much like i remember i listened to the part of my take interview with uh, with wayne rooney and he was talking about how the media and how he like barely does interviews like a lot of these players barely do interviews mm-hmm. because they think it's going to get twisted or yeah. more. i mean you've seen all like the weird racist stuff of Ricky yeah. sterling so i mean it's just they're just kind of awful the mirror the guardian they're all like kind of shitty yeah they're all just setting you up like you know you're just like the it's leading you for that punch they're waiting for you to say like that one kind of off thing that they can just stick the knife in and twist it it's awful and jimmy is all in on raheem sterling he i love Raheem. loves to speak about how the media hates raheem and all this stuff, so it's funny that I'm you driving that, that bus. I drive that bus. The yeah, you really do. Sterling fan wagon. I'm driving it. Jimmy, you have a similar story. You're a Manchester City fan. We knew that. Yeah. Is it through FIFA strictly? No, uh, not strictly. Actually, because for a while, City were very bad to play with in FIFA. Great <laughs> That's team, true. but they had all slow players, so they were not fun to play with in FIFA. But um, it actually. So I have a. This is a knack I have. A skill. Mm-hmm. When I hop on a team, for whatever reason, that team becomes good immediately. I'm very lucky. Fuck it's happened. You. Happened with the Red Sox. I really started watching baseball the uh, in 2002. 2004, the Red Sox went mm-hmm. after 86 years. Became a Patriots fan the year. The second game I watched was a Drew Bledsoe injury. <laughs> and then Tom Brady started. Oh, I'm serious. I swear <laughs> to God. I swear to God. I swear to God. And then I started watching City right before, during when uh, when Roberto Mancini took over. Started watching it then. 
My first game I remember was when Yaya Torre scored from like 40 yards out. And I said, okay, I'm all in. I love this guy. I was all in then. Mancini's my mother's maiden name, which I oh, probably really? shouldn't say on a podcast because that's like some security question somewhere. But so I was like, okay, I'm meant to like this team. So that's how that started. Wow. And then I got very lucky. They ended up winning within a year. They ended I, up. I, I'm very lucky, except for when it comes to college basketball. The Friars will never win. They got knocked out of the Big East tournament today. I can't. That's the only thing I can't hit. I can't hit. Imagine being a Friars fan. How miserable of an experience <laughs> that is. Fuck you. Uh, I, I assume you're all Philly, right, Kevin? I am all Philadelphia, and being a Flyers fan is miserable. It's been, I mean, the Sixers have been exciting. You know, we just had, you know, we beat someone in a Super Bowl like two years ago. <laughs> go Philly, go. I'm not a Patriot fan. Yeah, he's a Titans fan. Oh, gee, well, geez. <laughs> but, um, no, I'm just going to say, like, you've really had some hardship, haven't you, Jimmy? That that's, must be so miserable. Yeah, huh? Yeah, I know. It's, it's a real tough time. It's real tough. You, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'll put it this way. It does make it when you don't win. It makes it very hard when you become so accustomed to mm. winning. It makes it very I depressing. I fucking bet. Huh? <laughs> no, but um, no, that's amazing. I mean, I've always lo- and you must be loving the pep era, man. I mean, this is your oh, these are your golden years right now. Jesus yeah, I, I, I love every minute of it. I literally watch every game. I don't think I've missed a game. If I can't watch it live, I find a way to see a replay. Um, because the way I look at it is, because the same way I feel about the Patriots, that shoe's dropping soon. It's gonna eventually go the other way. So I'm going to soak it all up while I can and uh, hope when the the other shoe drops, it kind of misses me and doesn't hit me in the face. <laughs> I, oh, I know it's coming. There's too much. I've enjoyed too much. So it's like within a few years, they're all going to be horrible. And like they're going to go so bad, they go bankrupt and have to like close shop and there's going to be no more teams. It's gonna be, it's, something bad's going to happen. <laughs> fucking FIFA is going to come down on Manchester City soon. FIFA yeah. and UEFA are going <laughs> to take them gonna both happen. down. They're going to get kicked out of all yeah. competitions. Maybe if uh, I rub Jimmy's head or something, we'll get some of his good luck for Arsenal, Kevin. But we we have had we have had some good times at Arsenal recently. I mean, victory over Manchester City. Is that not a lad's United. derby? United. Uh, City, uh, City United, same thing. Not same thing. Don't care. <laughs> that is a... Go for it. You know, we do the same exact thing you just did. Uh, I'll call it, I'll call it soccer, and then feel like an idiot. So I'll call it football, and then I'll feel like a, like I'm like a douchebag. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A proper hipster fuck. You know, I get it. I try not to, I try not to wear my scarf places. But um, same. <laughs> and then, uh, turns out we had 
gang had to do God's work today. And he really did. Did he do? He did the Wakanda celebration. That was kind of. Sick. Yeah, he pulled out the Black Panther mask. Our first mask here at Arsenal. Very happy with that. And uh, he did the Wakanda. He. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it because it was on Bleacher Report Live, but he did miss two very bad chances at the end. Like clearly in front of the goal, missed them. And dude, that's his thing. Like captains, yeah. he just he just loves scrubbing them. It's kind of like like in no offense, I think Raheem Sterling's been in much better form than <laughs> which is. But that's one thing. Like I feel like Raheem Sterling could be the number one player in the Premier League if he just like finished just a couple more captains. Like we give him a lot of hate, and I think he's he like, <laughs> top player in the Premier League right now. I mean, if you look at his stats, I think I saw something the other day, either ESPN or Bleacher, some, something I follow on Twitter posted like the past 60 games between him and Hazard. It's like Raheem Sterling stats like blow his out of the fucking yep. water. Yep. It's like unbelievable. Yep, no, I saw the same thing. It's true. I mean, and I agree with you. It's fair. That's the thing is he is, I, I think he's an exceptional player. I think he really is a world-class player, but he really still has a level he can go to. That's the, like you look at it and you're like, he's great. And if he could just get those little, those moments where he he completely miss kicks a ball, mm-hmm. and he still has them occasionally, if he can get them out of his game, you're looking at a unplayable player, really. Yeah, and and that. Back to uh, Aubameyang real quick. I just want to finish up. Um, I I was able to watch some of the game. I was like working while the game was on, so I was like kind of darting my switching between my two screens. Close it if I heard my boss walking by. Uh, but. No, I think Aubameyang, that's his big thing, man. Like, and he, like, has obviously getting his confidence back. Like, like during the Manchester United game, like, he was the one who said, like, no, I'm going to take the penalty. Like, I scrubbed it against Tottenham the week before. Fuck it. Like, let me have this. And I, I thought that was, that was pretty big of him, you know? Like, and I really think he's just trying to get – and the guy's at, like, over 20 goals now, I think. I mean, the guy is a, a goal-scoring machine. He is. And I love Aubameyang to death, one of my favorite Arsenal players right now. But boy, does he miss way too many chances. And the chances that he misses aren't half chances. They are clear cut, absolutely need to score these. And he he really lets us down sometimes. He doesn't like the but I will ones. say that all of his good has outdone the bad. Um, minus the penalty miss at Tottenham. That one really broke my heart. But he did make up for it. Uh, one of the questions that we got last week from Twitter was would you rather have Lacazette or Aubameyang if you had to sell one? So I'm curious to see what you say to this. Um, honestly, I would probably. Oh, that is a tough question. Damn, <laughs> coming, coming with that heat. That's our boy Chris uh, Smoker. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shout, Shout out. out uh, at Cliff's, what is it? Kush Smoker, 69. Um, How dare you? 69, 420. <laughs> Mm-hmm. than Aubameyang this year. And I love Aubameyang, but Laka's younger. I like the younger talent. And I feel like Aubameyang is just a lot of pace sometimes, where I think Laka has gotten his first touch, which was the big thing everyone made fun of him at. But, I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's like, tough. They're so, it's so similar. Like, if you got rid of one, I don't really see that much significance as losing another. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I agree with that. And I, We both picked Lacazette when we were asked this question. I think Lacazette is kind of, I don't know, he's just a different beast. Jimmy likes to compare him to Aguero in in some ways. Uh, It's just that he's one of those guys where he can do nothing all game and then just show up in that big moment and score the goal. And I just, I like that. And I like he has that fire 
the low center of gravity too. Mm-hmm. The little like the close close quarter turns and everything is just. I, I like Lacazette a lot. On this podcast, fan. we like to call that a lunch pail guy. We do, and I've never seen anyone who wants to score a goal more than Lacazette every single game that he plays in. He is grinding himself into the ground every game. Oh no, he's very very gritty, and he will like for his stature like body guys. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Which you just like to see. And I see him more scoring against the top six than Aubameyang. If you know, you know what I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah, yep. yeah. It, it's like. Uh, Mesut Ozil and Aaron Ramsey. You see Aaron Ramsey scoring and assisting more against the top six, and you see uh, a Mesut Ozil type of guy maybe do that a lot less against the top six. I don't know if comparing Aubameyang to Ozil is a fair comparison for Aubameyang. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, Ozil has just had a track record for much longer of not doing well in the big games. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, really, it's really strange, you know. It's, it's, it, Mesut Ozil is going to go down as one of the biggest, like, like what if stories like what if he didn't shrink in every big game <laughs> like why do why and like i feel like they need like a psychologist i think psg i think psg needs a psychologist i don't know no i agree um, with that completely yeah. i completely agree with that that team's got something wrong in the head internally they some like trauma yeah. i don't know man they like got like, ptsd like every big moment they just start like like seeing headlights i don't yeah. get it but um but no, I, if, if I'm doing a Bombing Lacazette gun to my head, I'm going to take Laka. Yeah, I, I think it's not an easy decision, but it's the right decision for all the reasons that you said, too. Uh, I feel like we're excluding Jimmy because we're talking no, so much. No, it's fine. Arsenal. I, I, I can bad. sit here. I Actually, I have a question I want to ask because I asked Mike this already on the last episode. I was saw something where they were saying basically they thought that Arsenal had the least talented squad of the top six, and they were saying it was a big accomplishment for Emery to have them where he has them. So my question is, one, do you agree that it's a big accomplishment to have them there? And do you agree that they have the least talented squad of the top six? Because me and Michael kind of disagreed on this, but we we think it's close. Mm, that is a really good question. I would say defensively, I think <laughs> have the worst out of the top six. And I don't think that's much of a debate. Yep. I think with Musafi, I mean, Papa Socrates could do well. Papa Socrates. <laughs> um, but I've seen so many clumsy challenges. I mean, I don't even have to get started with Mustafi, you know. No, please don't, um, because I'll get fired <laughs> <yeah>. up. <laughs> and, but in terms of, like, midfield to strike, I think our front three is definitely, like, top six, if not, like, worthy, and top four worthy. Um, yeah, 100%. It's the third then, one. Yeah, definitely, I'd say the third. And then, then you don't really know what you're going to get the midfield sometimes with Torreira, Xhaka. I mean, Xhaka can do what he did against United, and then next game he'll get a red card and, like, literally just be worthless and be way too, like, playing way too much of a forward position and allowing yep. guys to go uh, just blow by him. That's the big problem we've always had with Arn Ramsey. He never, he always wants to be free flowing up top, and then he first has to do his defensive duties. So, that, I would say. The two worst squads in the top six would probably be Chelsea and Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. And you can even say like United in there as well. That's what I said. I said United and Tottenham have not really that intimidating of squads. I think we picked Tottenham above Arsenal. We, in terms yeah, of because paper. we talked about the top tier talent with yeah. Kane and Eriksen. You know, I, I think I'm putting United below Chelsea and Arsenal in that debate. Something about that United team, just the defense has no one. They literally have no Arsenal has no, no mean, one on defense, but I, they have no one. I think Lindelof has been good. I honestly do. I actually think but he's like, been is, good. Is Lindelof better than 
Socrates? I'd say no. I don't know. I, I couldn't speak on that. I don't know. I, I rate them the same way. I think they're mm. similar. I, not similar players, but I think they're a similar level. I think I think both of them are good. That's yeah. my point. I think well, they're both good. I don't think either of them are spectacular. Uh, as far as goalies go, Bern Leno is obviously a much better goalie than David De Gea. <laughs> <laughs> as of late. I mean, that, they don't get in the goalies. I mean, Hugo Lloris, who was, you know, just won a World Cup, he's been in really awful form as of late. But I that's mean, that's Hugo Lloris. I mean, he's always due he's drinking again. for mistakes. <laughs> yeah, Hugo Lloris. He drinks, he drinks when he wants. He drinks when he wants. That's one of my favorite chants that I've ever heard while watching a game. Um, <laughs> but, but, but I would okay. So to really answer the question, is it a big accomplishment? I don't think so. I think with no? the talent with the money spent, um, I think it's a good accomplishment. I would. I feel like Arsenal fans have been like really cheery lately. Like we're really celebrating this Europa League win over some farmers. Yeah, we're celebrating <laughs> this Manchester United. It is good to celebrate, but in to a certain degree, you can't get. Like, we, we were celebrating that Man United game. Like, we just won the FA Cup for, like, the billionth time. Like, yeah. we Man United. We got to the fourth place. We were considered kind of underdogs at home, which is nice. Which is, but, but that's not good. Like, we shouldn't be underdogs at home. So Well, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. I say this all the time that Arsenal should be a much better team than they are right now. And... That, you know, we should always expect more from them. And that's why I get so angry when Arsenal lose. But I will say there hasn't been, in the past few years, especially under Wenger and his kind of top six decline, we haven't gotten to celebrate big games like the United game. Like winning that 2-0, or 2-0, I should say, and uh, drawing Tottenham away almost should have done the double on them. I mean, we haven't had a lot of chances to celebrate like that. So I get super high when Arsenal win, and I get super low when they lose. And like I said, I completely understand where you're coming from, where you're like, should we be celebrating that? Um, Because realistically, we should be a much better team. We are Arsenal Football Club. We're one of the most famous clubs in the world, one of the richest clubs, and we've underperformed for years. But I don't know. I think we're in a great place right now, and I think top four is a humongous achievement, especially for a new coach in a league that's so strong at the top of the table right now. Mm-hmm. No, and, and, and just to uh, bounce off that, yeah, I think there is a time to celebrate, but like it's and it's good because we're coming out of the Wenger era and we're going through this weird transition period. I mean, we saw what Man United had to go through after Sir Alex left, yeah. and luckily we've bounced back, I think, so far much better than, you know, I mean, I mean David Moyes, Obviously, we're doing much better than that. <laughs> so, in terms of our managerial selection post uh, all timer, yeah. So, I agree with you. It's nice. I didn't think we were going to make the top four. I'm still kind of worried if we will. I'm still not that confident with how Sokchar has been running his squad, and I still don't think Chelsea will make it in there. But then again, Tottenham, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, after blowing it against Southampton this yeah. past weekend, like mm-hmm. you really like I like. Tottenham's a real, you know, uh, wild card right now in terms of, like, I don't know what I'm going to get each week of these guys. So, yeah. uh, I mean, the, the, the top four, besides Man City and Liverpool, <laughs> it's really wide wide open for that third and fourth spot. Yeah. Yep. Completely uh, agree with my that. My prediction for the top four recently has been that Tottenham might get bounced out yep. because they have just been absolutely blowing it lately. And I was so high on Southampton, I knew that Southampton were going to win that game. 
I predicted it to the to the T, Jimmy. You did. You did. I yeah. gotta credit. You did do that. I <laughs> and I also predicted the Burnley one to the T where they lost. I do want to say though, Tottenham are gonna have a big say in this whole season because they still play City and Liverpool. And that's so why I think they're they have a they, out. that can hurt them, but they also could have a big say on this title race if they can pull one of those off. Mm. Yeah. That's a, just, it just that's just a good follow up question for our friend Kevin here. Oh, Who's yeah, winning the his... league? Yeah. Who wins the league? Yeah. Um, I've had Liverpool from the jump, so for me, I'm sticking to my guns. They're a point behind. Um, and everyone keeps freaking out, like, oh, they should have lost in the Champions League so they could focus on the league. I think that's kind of bullshit. I've kind of always hated that thing where people are like, no, they should just like like why don't you go and try and lose a game like try and win every single game like could you imagine like uh like the coaches of the past like Jose Mourinho when they won the treble uh uh what's that called um that, that's a generous Sir, treble Sir Alex Ferguson uh Pop uh or Pep I mean like <laughs> like we'll try and win everything yeah um so for me I still have Liverpool even though they've everyone says they're in bad form they've only lost one one game this yep. year in the Premier League—that's insanity. So I still have Liverpool, and I think it, and Sadio Mane is on absolute fire right now. And Jimmy, I'm not trying to take anything away from you. I think Man City—it's <laughs> really—it's really a coin flip right now. Who's going to win it? And it's just going to be like—I think what's really going to come down to, which everyone is saying, is the Man United Man City game. And Man Ooh. United are yep. are. In are in quite a pickle <laughs> when it comes to that yeah game. seriously yeah yeah exactly i'm hoping that they realize that they hate liverpool more and they roll over um that's what i'm hoping happened but i no i mean i had originally at the beginning of the year pick liverpool um i had picked arsenal to pain me to do but i did because i picked city to win the champions league because i thought at the time that they may have to prioritize one over the other which they may have to do due to the injuries they've had and I think if you're Pep, you may actually this season lean towards the uh, the Champions League. But seeing how the City have done it this season, they've been in every competition. They've tried to win every competition. I don't think, just like you said, I think it's a mistake when you let up and allow yourself to lose a game. I don't think anybody wants to lose, but you basically put up a lineup where it says, if we lose, we're okay. I think that would have been a mistake by Liverpool because I think a defeat there could have demoralized them and ended up taking them out of the title race. Yeah, but I um I think it's gonna be close. I will stick with City now, but I realize I I'm very uh concerned with the fact that City have to play United and Tottenham. Um, a Tottenham just it, it, they're the type of team where they'll have this poor run and then they'll be able to get that win. Yeah, and they'll probably win all of their yeah. games on the fly now. Yeah, that's the thing. It's <laughs> like it wouldn't surprise me, but we'll see. Um, I would like to. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, sorry, sorry. I'm just saying. Liverpool and Man City are coming off massive wins. So they mm-hmm. have, there's momentum behind both of them. Bayern Munich at Alliance Stadium. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then Man City blowing the fucking doors off Shaka. I mean, can we just <laughs> say the Bundesliga are on the hot seat? Like, yeah, the they Bundesliga, are. And also the Tottenham beating the sh- like shit-popping <laughs> fucking Dortmund as well. I mean, Bundesliga, what are you doing? What are you doing, guys? Like, I thought you got, like, they always try to say, like, we're not that, like, I always have them down by, like, when I do my, like, uh, top, like, top five European league rankings, I always go, like, La Liga, Premier League, pretty much interchangeable, then Serie A, then Bundesliga, and then Ligue 1. 
So, I, and Bundesliga keeps trying to tell me that they're like better than that, and yeah. they're not. They're not showing me it. They're yeah. definitely not showing me it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's it's really almost like point. if you have a league where one team dominates every single year, it's bad for the league. That's, <laughs> that's almost what it seems like. Yeah, that would be. Uh, well, that can apply to Syria too. No, but Syria, there's at least they've been more competitive. Like Napoli yeah. gave them a battle multiple times. Roma gave them a battle. It's it, it's there too. Though I mean, we got one attack. Juventus the only one there. Yeah. So, again, maybe it shows a little there too. Exactly. Yeah. Like even like Inter can suck, but they still have like the Acardis, the Nigolans. You know what I mean? Roma is always interesting. Uh, But like, yeah, Napoli is very talented. Yeah, I don't know. I like the Bundes. I definitely. 100% 100% agree with what you said. They're on the hot seat right now because they just got smacked up by every single English team. Uh, but I think the Bundesliga is kind of a little a hidden talent factory. Maybe not hidden, but we've gotten so many amazing players from the Bundesliga around the world. I, I love the Germans, Jimmy. Jimmy knows that I'm a huge fan of the German national team, and I, I have to support the Bundesliga a little bit. But uh, that that brings us to the Champions League, yeah. I think. That's where we need to go mm-hmm. to and, fulfill our show. And with that, I wanted to bring something up, which I became aware of this week. I don't know if you two are aware of that. They are doing basically a bracket for the Champions League this year. They're drawing both the semi, the quarterfinals and the semifinals on Friday. Really? So the teams will know who who they can potentially play in the next round. Oh wow, that's yeah. interesting. It's different. So basically, it will not be a redraw after the quarterfinals. You so say for example you're Ajax and you're playing Porto, and you'll know if the next round may be say you're playing the winner of United versus Tottenham. Wow. You would know. So that's I think that's interesting. It's uh it's different. It's I, I don't know if I like it personally, but it's it's very interesting. I mean that's the way every other bracket. Yeah, I know. I, but sports. I kind of like the the randomness of the draw. Yeah. But now I mean it gives you a way to plan. Like for example, if you're Barcelona and you draw Porto. And you see that you have the winner of like United and Ajax, you may be feeling pretty good yeah, all of a sudden. So true. it just makes it a little interesting. Hmm. But on that, the let's talk about the actual teams that are left. So we have Ajax off of their incredible victory over Real Madrid. Arsenal's Mathis Delit. Not happening. Leading the line. Not happening. Um Barcelona, after they prove me. Horribly wrong oh, yeah. let's, in dismantling Lyon. Let's do this. Uh, Lyon are out. Barcelona in. Uh, smacked Lyon. Five to one. Yeah. Jimmy's prediction of Lyon going through. Uh, ju- almost just as bad as mine for Atletico Madrid winning the Champions League. <laughs> At least Atletico Madrid gave me some hope. Yeah. And then they ripped that all away. Yeah. So. Uh, Messi, by the way, outdid Ronaldo. Just did not, did didn't not. outdo Ronaldo, he but <laughs> contributed to more goals, scored two, assisted two. Let's not have this this argument. Kevin, again. Messi or Ronaldo, quick. <laughs> well, no, quick, now. quick, um, quick. <laughs> I, I'm always a Messi guy, but That's, I mean, say you less. can't deny the magic of Ronaldo uh, to do such an insane comeback, especially for Juventus, who've been known to just bottle it in the Champions League in the past like two decades. <laughs> We are we are blessed to have the both of them. We're watching maybe yes, two of the best players to ever you. live, but Messi is is far superior player. <laughs> Ronaldo, best goal scorer we'll ever see, potentially, and Messi is the best all around player we'll ever see. But go on, Jimmy. Um, also in Juventus, as discussed, stink. Liverpool, stink, stunk. Both Manchester clubs, Porto, and Tottenham Hotspur. So my question is, and it's tough to do without a draw. I want to know. Who you see, Kevin, in the final? 
just going without the draw here. We don't have it now. But I want to know, who do you, who do you think is going to win the Champions League? Because right now, I have no clue. And I think that that is a reason why, if you're a Liverpool fan, you should not have wanted them to bomb out. Because this Champions League is wide open. Yeah. Any of, Realistically, I think there's only two teams I couldn't see winning it. And I'll let you guys Manchester guess. Manchester City and Manchester United, yeah. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Champions League predictions, I had Juventus versus Barcelona, uh, which I changed to Barcelona Atletico Madrid after the first leg of Atletico Juventus, so I could still be right. Smart. Um, and I see Barcelona still winning it. I've picked Barcelona to win the whole shebang. Smart. I mean, who doesn't want a Messi Ronaldo, you know, Champions League final? Sure I think it would be the most it would be the high, most highly rated Champions League in a, quite a long time. Mm. Um, I don't. You don't want I that? still have a rooting interest in that, <laughs> so I can't get behind that. But if I can't get what I want, then sure, that that would be excellent. But no, Jimmy, I, I just want to say, you are so on point. This Champions League is so wide open. I mean, if you look at, like, even Ajax could scare someone. Like, if you catch yep. a team on a bad day, you could be the Real Madrid. You could be the PSG who get these crazy upsets, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No one looks like, even the heavy favorites don't seem like heavy favorites anymore. Yep. So, I it really is like anyone's game right now. Yep, and I mean, exactly. And what happens if, for example, if Barcelona and Man City draw each other? Oh, I would say in most people's mind, those are the two favorites right now. The if Juventus. they draw each other, Juventus as well, those three. So, all right, so Barcelona draws Man City and Liverpool draw Juventus. And all of a sudden... That means that <laughs> these other teams are getting into the semifinals, yep. and where it goes from there, you don't know. Imagine so Tottenham that's my win. point. Like that's <laughs> what I mean. This is so open because the, realistically, the big teams could draw each other. This tomorrow, we could find out that the the top four favorites are all playing each other. Yeah, this is so open. It's exciting. It's been a very exciting Champions League. The round of sixteen so far has lived up to it. I thought the group stage was pretty dull. Um, as it usually is. Yeah. Um, but I, I have to say, I think it's very exciting. I, I really hope we don't get the big teams drawing each other right now. I'd rather they wait to the semifinals myself, just because it does kind of make it somewhat annoying almost. Yeah. Like if I draw Porto, I'm going to be a little annoyed by that, yeah. but we'll see. But again, Ajax have been excellent. Porto, not as much. But So who's your pick, Jimmy? Is it still City? I'll stick by it. Yeah. I, I had the oil royal, which isn't going to happen. Oh yeah, anymore the oil royal. PSG yes. has gone home, but I uh, I will uh, I'll stick with City. I, uh, I I actually would like to see uh, United make it there. I'd love to see a Manchester derby oh, in the final God. of the Champions League. If Manchester United cool. make it to the final. I don't even know what I'll do, but that's not happening. They should. I don't think it's happening PSG. either. I I have. I'm going to go City Juventus now with who's left. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, I, again, you know, Barcelona. I, I'm too biased against. I just don't like them. I, I, yeah. I don't know what it is. I just because you're anti football. Well, no, Jimmy. it's not because. No, it's because I watched. I think it's really probably because City drew them three years in a row, and I had to watch uh, Biscuits dive on the ground every time he got touched, Please. and then kick everybody as they went past that's him, right. and I just turned very negative on him. And I think PK sucks. So that too. You don't know what the fuck you're talking <laughs> about. Um, my Champions League final was Atletico Madrid is winning it no matter who they play against because okay, they are the okay. toughest team to beat over two legs. And I stand by it. They're still winning it. Next question. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I want to see Barcelona win out of this group. Obviously, I want to see Messi do it. Um, 
I think Liverpool are going to be the dark horse here. I think Liverpool, they made it last year. Why can't they do it again? I think they're probably going to lose out on the Premier League title. I don't think Manchester City is going to slip up. I think they're going to make a push in the Champions League. I think we might see a Barcelona-Liverpool final, and I think Liverpool might win. Uh, th- th- this so has been... Premier League, La Liga again in the final? I think it might, and uh, I think Premier League might be victorious. I think Barcelona is a team that they're obviously excellent, potentially the best in the world, but they can get beat by anyone, you feel like, when you watch them nowadays, where before they were under Pep Guardiola, you could not beat Barcelona. But now, I don't have as much confidence in them as I, I would yeah. like to. They're more vulnerable. And I think Liverpool, weird. I mean, Virgil van Dijk, he, he's incredible. Incredible! He's the best defender I've seen play the game in a very long time, I think. And, uh, and with I, that, that's huge. Both, I think he plays both ends really well. <laughs> like that's the thing. Like some people are like the Sergio Ramos, where I'm like, I feel like he's not a good defender, but he's just <laughs> good at scoring goals, getting yeah. the clutch goal. And almost being like a Draymond Green, like yeah, like you're not good. Twenty three. Like, like, like I feel like you're not good, but. You, have to be on this team for them to win yeah you know yeah i think that's fair so, i don't know I, I i'm not gonna officially pick liverpool but i want to give a little a little taste to my liverpool fans out there who i've hated on all yeah, season who i've shit. antagonized all season you're probably gonna lose the premier league but you might have a good chance in the champions league so hold on hope there <laughs> but what was the other game that we forgot to cover jimmy it was barcelona and then who else played the other day Liverpool and Bayern. Oh shit! A big, this is quite why a big we're one. the worst quite a big podcast. One. This is why people are listening to the lads and not us, Jimmy. Yeah, that's incredible that you guys are getting drunk remotely at this point and <laughs> experiencing yeah, it together. Brand, so. Yeah, that's, that's true. That is fair. That's our brand is garbage. We, yeah. We're the worst podcast, <laughs> and we're very good at doing it. We're very good at being that. But, yeah, <laughs> Liverpool-Bayern, uh, I mean, we talked on it a little bit. Sadio Mane, a man on fire. But the thing that I wanted to mention here, Manuel Neuer. Uh, I told you this. I know, and I didn't want to believe it. He you. was the German king. Uh, Bern Leno may be upgrading to the German king. He's no longer the German prince. Uh, just kidding, that's Ter Stegen now. But Manuel Neuer just looks a man out of sorts. Whenever you see him play... The sweeper keeper has gotten out of control. He, he's running rampant. He made a few awkward saves in this game. Like, things that just kind of seem like you could make a normal save and not be nervous about it. Like, there was one of them that was a shot from deep, and he just kind of positioned his body so weird. Like, if he didn't get enough power on it, that could have easily went in the corner the way he hit it. And obviously, he got cut up by Sadio Mane, which was a poor mm-hmm. time to come out on his part. So sad about Manuel Neuer, Jimmy. I told you. I told you. I said his yeah. time has come. He is done. It's time to send him to the wall. He's done. <laughs> but is he buying Munich quality? Go ahead, Kevin. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, Bayern Munich just came out so like lackadaisical. I don't know if that's the right word. No, it is. Didn't, they didn't show up. And they just didn't feel like they knew exactly what their plan was. I, you know, I think it was quite, uh, even though, like, this was supposed to be, like, the fireworks game. Like, when everyone saw this come up in the draw, everyone was, like, freaking the fuck out. They were like, Bayern Munich versus Liverpool? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, I need front row fucking tickets to this, you know? And it, it just turned. 
turned into just kind of like a weird game because I didn't even think Liverpool it was kind of like the Arsenal Man U game I didn't think Liverpool played that well and even the stats will show like Liverpool were pretty poor in this game um and I was also weirded out that Jordan Henderson started again over Fabinho. I don't like that at all. You know, Henderson mm-hmm. has been pretty okay. Um, but again, like, I this Bayern Munich team who's been excelling in the Bundesliga, they just topped Dortmund. Well, Dortmund's been failing. Well, it also is that it is also Dortmund's really bad right now. I don't, you know, they should just start Christian Pulisic. Uh, <laughs> but... It's just like when Liverpool took their chances, they just put him away. And Sadio Mane is a man on fire. He is Denzel Washington right now. He's unbelievable. And back to what I think, Manuel Neuer looks super nervy. Like he did not, he wasn't communicating well with his back four. And like he just did not seem himself. And I think you guys are right. Something is up with Manuel Neuer. Ever since he got hurt. Needs that sports psychologist. We're getting this guy a lot of work. We just got him another job. (laughs) Um, But. I mean, I think when you look at Bayern Munich, something... I mean, when I look at their team and I look at the lineup they put out there, there's this is an example of a team that hasn't improved. And this is... Yeah. They've been so stagnant because they've been they've been allowed to be. Because they've been able to walk their league season after season. Um, but, I mean, when you look at that lineup, outside of really Lewandowski and Alcantara, Thiago, I... Maybe Hummels. I don't see anybody Hummels who's like. He, he, that's the thing. I don't really see anybody who gets into the other top top teams. I mean, Hummels yeah. Rodriguez. Now he's into Bayern. Struggled to get in there. He got kicked out of Real Madrid. Did you I say mean, Lewandowski? Uh, I did. I said Lewandowski oh, okay. and Alcantara. I was gonna say put um, some respect. Yeah, on no, that I said Lewandowski, name. but I'm saying like a 500 year old Ribery who still cuts <laughs> number is. sevens in his head like he's 12. Love Frank Ribery for doing that shit. He is just uh He's the oldest man. child in the world. But he's saucing really people. Ugly. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say it. He's not a good looking dude. Oh, no. No, Kevin, he is a creature. Kevin, I'm so glad you brought us to that because we, we spoke about something before that I said I wanted you to mention on the podcast. Oh God. I already know where this but, is going. But 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 Frank Ribery has been a sauce 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 machine lately. He absolutely cuts up everyone on the Liverpool field for some I'm telling reason. You, he's like that old guy who shows up to pick up basketball <laughs> and he's got like all the sweatbands on yes. and the shooter sleeve and like everybody's laughing oh, at him, man. but he's then he's actually good, so you like can't laugh at him, but it's still weird. Do That's you, Frank Ribery. Jimmy, do you remember the time where we went and That's played amazing. sorry? <laughs> no. Do you remember the time we went to play soccer? Uh and we showed up at the field, and there was a game going on. Yes, yes. With, All those yes, yes, guys, yes. The Spanish guys playing soccer at this school that we usually that go like to. Fifty years old, drunk, like absolutely wasted. You can smell the alcohol on them. Absolutely sauced us every time they touched the ball. They were incredible. <laughs> I've never wasted. felt so just absolutely dominated. <laughs> it was it was quite embarrassing. Yeah, I don't know if that says something about how bad we are. I go out to like the U Penn field sometimes, and I play with these bunch of Guatemalan and like Uruguay and like a lot of South American guys, and like they're incredible. Damn, I'm, I'm, I'm so fucking bad, and they're all like in their forties, and I'm just like, yeah. like I'm, I'm a, I just come off like smoking a couple of cigarettes, and, like, <laughs> and like a pack of like PBRs, and I'm just like, all right, like I'm just here to like mess around, and they're just like megging me the whole time. It's so <laughs> fun, but you know, I still show up. Yep, that's what this was like. But they were even older, and they all had giant bear bellies and were completely cocked. <laughs> yeah, no, and they, they just—it <laughs> was bad. Oh, it was bad. Yeah, they were drunk. Um, but you mentioned looks. Frank Ribery, ugly. Something that we can all agree on. Confirmed. Confirmed uh, <laughs> ugly. Ribery confirmed. Like 
I'm sure he knows. There's <laughs> no way he doesn't know that. That's why he puts that seven in his head so no. it distracts you from looking at his he, face. He cuts the seven in his head because he thinks I look so fucking good with this seven in my head. <laughs> He's the sexiest motherfucker alive. <laughs> I am amazing. Um, but me and Kevin somehow we got on the topic of looks, as I usually do. Uh, and Hector Bellerin, he, he didn't even. I didn't initiate it, Jimmy. He I said, find that "Hard to believe." Hector Bellerin is on the cover of London GQ. Uh, amazing looks, something like that. And I said, "Yes, Kevin, yes," because I've been fighting this fight for so long, and no one agrees with me. Nor should they. Hector Bellerin's a stud. He's Kevin, a, I, want, I want you on record, Kevin. Just say Hector Bellerin is the best-looking player in the Premier League. Go ahead. Say that right into your little microphone there. Well, as long as Olivier Giroud is... Ah, fuck. I knew you were going to say that. That's, That's where everybody's going to go. It's hard to get away from that. <laughs> that man is a, a bona fide 10. <laughs> and, he's, like, he's like one of those like new age good-looking people. <laughs> like... Now that's like hot, and you know it works for him, man. The guy's like wearing like shit from like the sixties around, like it's normal, and that's cool, man. He's got this little John Lennon look going for him. Um, I just think sometimes, like, I get worried about players who do outside stuff like that, or they'll release. Like, I remember, like, I think it was either Jamie Carragher or someone talking about uh, Lindelof, like releasing a shoe line or something, like the day before, like a derby, like against Liverpool. And he, or it was Gary Neville, I think he was saying that. And he's like, you know, players should really focus. This is like the biggest like rivalry or derby, and like you're like focused on your fashion and stuff, which is fine. Do what you want, but maybe not before the biggest game of the week of the of the year. You know, yeah. So and, I, and like Pogba gets criticized for that, and like I'm all for players. Like get get your money, man. Get your bread, whatever you call it nowadays. Um, but no, yeah. Sometimes I get like I'm like, is he is he trying to be a model or is he trying to play? You know, and I get worried about that. That's fair. Yeah, no, I I feel the same way sometimes about a lot of the Arsenal players. Like Mezzarozzo loves Instagram. Uh, Jaka loves to be on Instagram. Benjamin Mendy talk about this guy doesn't play. He does yeah. not play. He spends his entire day on Instagram, and then he gets hurt. He Benjamin. wakes up, drops his phone on his face. Like, I, so I'm at, there's no way he can't do anything without getting hurt. He is. He infuriates. He's me. my I'm, dream. I've turned. I've turned very. <laughs> this is a this is a drastic sidetrack, but I've turned very hard on Mendy. Benjamin Mendy is literally my dream. You get all the credit, yes. and you do none of the work. All the credit, all the money, none of the work. World Cup winner, uh, Premier League Dude, winner. He's my idol. Yeah. He's, <laughs> He's got it all figured out. He really does. But I, I'm off the Mendy train all on Zinchenko. Love Zinchenko. He's so cute. He's so little. He looks like Katie Bean. No. Zinchenko. Version. Let's talk about real men, Jimmy. Hector Bellerin flex on Instagram. <laughs> Love that he's a model. Um, yeah, we have this most electrically good-looking team in the Premier League, Arsenal. And it, it's hands down at this point. We took a huge hit. Electrically good-looking? <laughs> we took a huge hit when we lost Giroud. Um, and Mustafi... Good-looking man, terrible defender. But anyways, um, was there anything else you wanted to ask Kevin about, Jimmy, before we let him go? Uh, I got one question for Kevin. Oh, I want to know, right. Kevin, how did what made you start the podcast? That's the question. I Because people always ask me, why did you do a podcast? And I say, because I blabber on about nonsense anyway. Mm-hmm. I might as well record it. So my question is, Essentially. what made you start the podcast? Yeah, I mean, before we got recorded, uh, Mike asked me the same thing 
And essentially, like, me and Martin would get, like, blackout drunk at the bars with all our buddies, and they weren't really into soccer, but they sat, they felt like we sounded like we knew what we were talking about. <laughs> they were kind of like our audience, like people who are trying to, like, tip, like, dip their toe into the Premier League and, like, be approachable mm-hmm. instead of going into these, like, hardcore, like, soccer podcasts, like the Soccer Ramble, the Two Robbies, or something like that, yeah. where, they, where we would want to be more bar conversation. So they were like, dudes, like, you just put a mic in front of you. And, like, I literally, like, held Martin down, like, dude, we're doing this, we're fucking doing it. And we talked about it for weeks, and, like, kept being like, come on, like, oh, we'll do it next week. And then we finally sat down, we did it, and we, after we recorded the first episode, we were like, that was so much fun. Um, and I'm sure you guys get that same high, too, after you just got done a great episode. You're like, wow, like, we crushed it, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, we've never um, done a great episode. There's the difference. <laughs> One day. So this time will come. And, um, it's, like, awesome, because you're also just hanging out with your buddy, you know what I mean? And you're, well, like, shooting the shit, and, like, it's just cool interacting <laughs> with other people now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that long, long story short, I mean, essentially the same thing, where, like, you know, like, I felt like we could, like, add something to the conversation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's sense. fair, and that's a lovely little story. Um, very on-brand, blackout, drunk at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's <laughs> so disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we all have our hobbies, good or bad. Um, but Kevin, do you have any questions for us? Or I mean, I we no, just I, I, hammered I'm just, you. Um, I'm hoping to have you guys on soon. Just let me know your schedule, and we can do the same thing. And uh, I'd love to learn and do a whole background about you guys and break you down because I feel like you guys also have a very distinct awesome brand that people should know about if they're like into soccer and like you have a great name uh really easy to remember <laughs> like not like ours where it's like ours is a weird like abbreviation thing uh, and you're both like have different teams different personalities that kind of like work very well off each other so I'm just excited to have you on my show so thanks for having me on well thank you very much for that compliment yeah, Kevin means a lot coming from uh, an established podcaster like yourself and uh, obviously a very well-educated man on soccer and otherwise. So thank you very that, much. That's it. That's, that's like literally after that, it just drops off. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. And uh, Yeah, we really do appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we'll definitely be on the lads if you would have us. And uh, we'll definitely have you on again in the future. So thank you very much. And go Arsenal. Uh, go sure. Thank you again. And can't wait to have you on. All right. All right thanks, see Kevin. You, Kevin. We'll see ya. Special thank you to our friend Kevin from the Lads Podcast. Go give them a listen, a five-star review. Subscribe on iTunes and otherwise, wherever you find those guys. Uh, They're really great. Uh, So thank you to them. And maybe you'll catch us on an episode of theirs, Jimmy. What do you think about that? This is a little teaser. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm ready to go. I'm I'm ready to do it now. Yeah, that was a fun conversation. Kevin was a really nice guy. Very Very, knowledgeable. Uh, So that was awesome. Uh, maybe we'll do more of that in the future with some other podcasts. Yeah, I, I'd like to do that. I think that's something we intend to do as we continue, you know, grow and develop. Yeah, we are we are definitely in the development yeah. stage. Yeah. We're like uh, like a Bournemouth type of podcast. Exactly. We're we're <laughs> building, and and with that, we always appreciate if you guys, you know, let us know ways we can improve and things you want to see us do and talk about. So, and you can do that by reaching us on Twitter and Instagram at Soccer Mostly. You can always email us, mostlysoccershow at gmail.com. And the last thing I say, and I say it every time we bombard you with it, those five-star reviews, they mean the world to us. They really help us out. So we really appreciate that. Thank you, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.